0: The Finding her way podcast. I'm Carrie Woodward, and I'm Angie Lewis, and we're from Sweet Valley Ave. Join us as we discuss women just like
1: you sharing their journey of the pivotal moments in life where they turn their love and passion into a business. our podcast, Finding Her Way. Today, we are meeting with Debbie Adams, and we are so excited to speak with her and have her share her story of how she got going and the things that made her who she is in her business today. She co-founded her interior design company with her husband, DJ, and she acts as the design wizard in the company. So I am going to turn time over to her and have her uh, begin to tell you
0: her story. Okay, and before we have her tell her story, I think that this is the fun stuff as women that we have to share in the background, that as she's coming on and we're getting on this this recording together today, where are you parked at right now? Where are you?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everybody. I am literally parked in a church parking lot under a tree in our (laughs) open-top jeep. (laughs) Jeep.
0: it's real life right
2: the car only says it's 101 outside it's not a big deal at all
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh I love it I just had to share that because I think that that's the the real part of life and it was so funny because as we started our conversation she's like just wait a minute I gotta roll out my window my kids just pulled up and they're wondering what the (laughs) heck I'm
2: doing (laughs) it's so true yeah just sitting here and and my two Two of my younger kids just pulled up. They're like, "What is mom doing?" I, and they luckily they saw the camera. They're like, "Okay, we're out of here. We know what she's oh, I doing." It. I love it.
0: Okay, so tell us about you. How? Tell us your story.
2: Well, first of all, thank you too so much for having me on here. I appreciate that very much. This is I, and little hats up. This is my very first podcast that I've ever done. Oh, I have nice. never been a guest on a podcast before, so this is like a little—it's a moment I'm having right now. So thank <laughs> you, thank you for having me on here, and uh, yeah, I'll just tell you a little bit about how we started and, and what our company is, and, and um, kind of fast forward up to today. Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah. And definitely,
1: as go, I would love for you to share with with um, the listeners what trials or what obstacles did you face in doing that and what did you have to do to overcome it because we all face that we all have fears when we're going in oh yeah face those fears and what motivated you to get to where you're at today specifically
2: well and you know what is interesting that you happen to say that because I would say it's the trials that have brought us where we are today it's the trials. It hasn't been the successes. It's, (laughs) I wasn't supposed to start this. I'm already getting emotional. It was, it's the trials that have brought us where we are. So that's a really good point that you asked that. And I will definitely kind of incorporate that into a story. It's a big part of our story. So, um, when, when we started Adams and company, and so, um, to clarify, we aren't actually an interior design company. We actually design product and then we have it manufactured and we wholesale it to retailers across the country. So, and we use our home a lot of times as the, the stage, you know, to um, showcase the new designs and different things that we've uh, got going on. So that's kind of a little foundation of what the company is, but that is not how we started. I was, it was in 2002, the fall of 2002, I was invited to do a local craft fair. And it was called the uh, Santa Clara Swiss Days in Southern Utah. And it takes place, still takes place today. Um, uh, fourth yeah, week of September is mm-hmm. where we got our start. So it's so fun, you know, to think of that that memory there. Um, my, my friend had asked me, she did not want to pay the full $50 entrance fee. And I kid you not, it was $50. And she was like, I don't want to pay this whole fee. Do you want to do it? And I'm like, sure, let's go in together. And at the time, I we had completely different careers. My husband, DJ, he was a, uh, he sold life insurance and I was a medical transcriptionist. This home decor was like the furthest thing that either one of us had ever considered. And so I agreed to do this craft fair and, you know, paid my $25 and we... And I've always grown up crafty. My mother has always been very into that sort of thing. So, I mean, I was familiar with it, you know, with how to make things for your home and that. But we didn't own a saw. And I wanted to make these little wood blocks. We literally went to home. uh, Sorry, I got to give my shout out to Lowe's. To Lowe's, we went over to Lowe's and found a 64 cent warped two by four, bought it. They cut it into little blocks for us. Because we did not own any equipment at all, we painted it with our little craft um, paint brushes that you get at the craft store—the little sponge brushes—and mm-hmm. we painted those. And we would create our own stencils out of cardstock and an Exacto knife. I mean. We want to talk about technology and where it's <laughs> the day wow. because that is exactly how we would do that. So DJ would cut the little stencil at with the, I, I would create the design and then he would cut the stencil and then I'd go in and, and stencil the design. So we started doing this for about two weeks before the craft fair started. We'd put the, the girls to bed and we'd go out in the garage and work, you know, all all hours of the evening. And we ended up doing the craft fair. I have no idea if we made any money we sold things, but I doubt we made a profit because we were just, we were just ecstatic that somebody even would walk by our booth and go, I'm going to buy that. I want that little witch block set that you made or, or whatever it was. We were just like, what, are you kidding? Somebody is willing to buy something that we created. And, and I feel like it was that, that just started this kind of fire in both of us. And we finished that fun little event and you know, with us in our career, doing medical transcription and doing the the life insurance, DJ, it paid the bills, but that's it. It wasn't like we were living this life of, wow, I can't wait to get out of bed and do all of these things It didn't keep you up at night. It just, it paid the bills, you know? So we were fine. We were happy plugging along, but you know, DJ wasn't passionate about doing life insurance. And he, so I have to give the credit to DJ. He looked at me, he said, we're going to make this into something. I think we can take what we're doing and not necessarily do craft fairs, but start manufacturing and selling to retail stores. So what he did, and he had one life insurance, um, like contract or whatever account that he was working on. He finished up that one, never went back to his office again. Like, I mean, it was literally a boom. We are making a career shift. And so once he did that, it was like, okay, baby, we are all in. (laughs) We just jumped like, you know, head, feet, everything. We jumped right in and he had me start making samples. So I'd make one of every little design that we had and he would put them in the back of our Honda Accord and drive all over the state of Utah to different boutique stores the the small mom and pop boutique stores get the owner or the buyer of that store to come out in the parking lot i kid you not and we still are friends with oh. several of these stores so it's fun to to think back to those days so and
0: just, it, just ask you a question really quick about yeah, the, go ahead. about that word that you used cuz i think that that's one of the scariest the scariest things that people have is is their yeah i
2: i didn't hear the word
0: hun yeah, I think one of the scariest things for most people is, is to jump. And how oh, did you yeah, yeah, guys, yeah. how did you emotionally, were you able to jump like that? Because that, that's one of the things that they always say when starting a business, why people don't succeed. Because they try to keep their hands in so many different things and they don't jump. And you have to jump in order to make it work, which is scary financially. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. So what is it that you guys did to allow yourself you know, what's the secret of that, of being able to, challenge?
2: you know, I, it's honestly, I wish there was a secret recipe that I knew because, oh, I'd be making money right and left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what yeah. that is, But I feel like for us, what it was, was almost, like I said, a fire was lit mm-hmm. and it was almost like this fire. It's like, you can ignore this and it will be just fine. You'll go along with your everyday life, but you're sitting on an opportunity right now. And that's why you and your husband are a little bit uncomfortable and I, uncomfortable is maybe not the right word, like excited no, or is. something yeah. like it was just, and, and he was uncomfortable suddenly with what he was doing. He's like, I don't love this. And so sometimes it's almost like a discomfort that you're going through that gives you the fuel to yeah. jump into the next thing. Cause it's like, do you want to keep doing that? Or do you want to jump into the thing that you think, you know, that you may want in the future? And you know, and I'll tell you, we have been up, we have been down. I mean, you know, this is 17 years. It is, we have not avoided the big obstacles. <laughs> we yeah. have been rock bottom and we've climbed up again as well. And so, you know, you know, going in as you're starting your own business, and um, this is a big part is you're starting your own company. I think if you go in and you're only seeing other companies and you only see their success, you tend to compare that to yourself. Yeah. But the part that isn't shown is all the failure that's creating the success. And so I think if you go in knowing we're going to have hard times, we're going to have obstacles, we're going to have days that one of you have to pick the other one up because you're like, I can't do this anymore. This is so hard. But if you go in knowing that, but you see the bigger picture of what it is that you want at the end of the road, like the big picture kind of keeps you going. Like, you know, to just jump on and just, just trust, trust the journey, trust that, there's a reason I want this, so I'm not gonna stop going until I until it feels, you know, fulfilled that I, I that I got that fulfillment from it.
0: And keeping that movement, I, I think that keeping that movement is so powerful because you know, so many times, like no one ever looks at like this mess in life as a gift until you're on the other side of it. Right.
2: Oh, right. Hindsight. <laughs> we're, never, like, we're
0: never in the middle of this, just like yucky time and go, Oh man, this is the best blessing in my life. I'm so grateful right now. <laughs> right. Gratitude. Right. But the important thing is, is that you keep moving so that you can get on the other side of it, so that you can see the gift in it because the 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 yuckiness of it is what drives you and pushes you and fuels you if you allow it to in right. The right direction. And so many times you know the, the misfall is like that we kind of let it drag us down and make us stand still like we're in concrete where we become immovable immovable and then we sink. Right. right? Yeah. Keep moving, yeah. keep moving.
2: And you know, that's huge. I, one of our little mantras, um, if we get time, I'll have to share the story. It was in 2012, um, is never give up ever. Mm. And it doesn't matter what it is, like what, what, whatever it is, if you want it, don't ever stop. Of course you're going to have tons of setbacks along the way, but if you really want it, just don't ever give up And, and you know, things get slowed down. The course gets changed, you know, things like that. As you're going along, you have to be willing to bend a little bit and move with the flow of things. But at the same time, when you, when you're able to grasp, well, that's okay. It sucks right now. This is horrible, but this doesn't define what I'm after. This is just my, my little pit stop or whatever you want to call that, you know? So just kind of keeping that, that end of, you know, just never giving up. So that's been, that's
1: been huge. Like what you said, accepting this part of the journey, right? It's okay. It's okay that I'm feeling devastated. It's okay that we lost all of our, you know, money on this and we're just going to change directions and being able to be, um, how, what's the, what word am I looking for? Being able to move, like you said, and just be flexible with the journey. That's part of it. That's part of being a business owner of being able to change directions and be creative in how you're going to move forward when those failures
2: come, right? Yeah. Right. One hundred percent. I think it is the ability to be flexible but still keep your eyes on the price. Yes. You know, be flexible with that. And so, you know, just kind of circling back to so when we were making everything and DJ was going to these stores and they the store owner would come out and look at the samples and say, I'll take six of that, four of that, ten of that, or whatever. And then he'd come home and we'd make it all and then he'd deliver it again. We did that for about a year and we were working, this is where I'm getting to the never give up part. We were working about 20 hours a day. Like, you know, that is one thing that I can put out there for entrepreneurs. It's not balanced. And there's a lot of, um, I guess it's my personal experience you know maybe it's just it's more me but I think I've realized in my 46 years and then 17 of doing this business they always talk about work family balance work family balance all of that sort of thing when you are first starting your business I think there's a reality that you have to realize there's not balance Mm -hmm. and don't be so hard on yourself because it's impossible to balance. Sometimes you have to give your all to one section and, and, you know, you maintain the other sections, but sometimes you have to give your all to that. And especially as women, I mean, I have lived for, you know, my daughter, my oldest is 24 now and mom guilt. I mean, is that like one of the biggest words out there? (laughs) And I I just want to point that out that there are definitely going to be times of imbalance as you're doing your business. But one of the great things is talk to your kids about it like, Hey guys, we're working on this. I'm working on this. I appreciate so much how much you're willing to help with the dishes while we're doing this, while I'm doing that. And kind of just learning to create that respect dynamic in the family household. Um, especially, you know, for moms who are trying to run that and sort of approaching it from a way of, you guys are all in it as a family unit, you're in it together to support each other. And it's like, these are my dreams. This is what I want to do. How can the family, how can we help each other? And then You know, your kids or your spouse or your partner, or however that works, you know, like to just know that these are your dreams and then you work on supporting each other through that, you know, with one part of the journey, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You're all doing this journey together. Yeah. And that is one thing that DJ, because we are partnered together as you know, as a couple, our family, those poor kids, they didn't have a shot of not being involved in the family business. (laughs) Like they've been put to work; (laughs) they don't know a life outside of that. You know, we travel a lot, and we just take the kids right with us. You know, the older ones, obviously, they have their own career and can do their own thing. But um, you know, our fourteen-year-old, like he's going with us every time we go to market and, and stuff like that, and kind of getting them exposed into
0: that world. But
2: anyway, I'm sorry. I digressed. I fast forwarded. I think
0: that's such an amazing education to teach, to teach your family. I have the ages of 24 to 17 of my kids. And it's really interesting because we have always been in that entrepreneurial life. And my, my, we've made our kids very much a part of it. And, you know, they've seen the chaos, they've seen the stillness. And I think that um, the thing to teach to that we have to do is that, to understand that there is no such thing as a normal life or balance, no matter what your career is. There's not. (laughs) It's like, it's trying to find, okay, this area of my life is struggling right now. So I need to create some stillness in there. And maybe that is like sitting down with your spouse and go, Hey, guess what? We need to connect. We need to go on a date or the same thing with, your kids, you realize there's some, there's like not balance there. So you need to like slow everything down. Okay, we need to create some connection and some stillness there. Maybe it's your personal life, maybe it's emotionally, spiritually, physically, where you go, okay, I am completely off balance in this little right. of my life. But to think that you can create balance in every little area of your life at the same time, there's there's no such thing. It doesn't exist.
2: <laughs> I kept trying and I was like, okay, that is one. That I, I do um, say, go ahead and give up. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else, never give up. But trying to have pure balance, <laughs> yeah. I've given up on that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with the, with the family, that was just a little, little side note there, because I think that is such a big deal, especially, you know, where so many of us, like where we are today and what's going on in today's world with um the pandemic and and more of the stay at home and people trying to you know homeschool and everything that's going on right now there does we're we're all creating kind of a new normal you know like with how to function with that and and really we i feel like it's like this kind of strange since march you know like we've been given this opportunity to recreate our balance like you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's just kind of everything has shifted so much. And and it's given me a minute to sit back and go, okay, where am I not balanced right now? And I realized very quickly where I was very unbalanced (laughs) after having to stay home for a little bit, because we were on the road for 150 days last year. And to to stay home for several months at a time, it's kind of been like this gift to me, like this sort of blessing. I hate to say that because, you know, it's, it's, it's the silver lining of everything that's going on i guess i'll say. <laughs> yeah. but it's been really nice to have that time to to think and reflect and what really is important what's important in our lives you know and of course i want to be successful but more than that i want to create value for other people. and so it's kind of shifted you know like we're not doing our business as much we used to really you know you watch the numbers and things are so important you've got to have these numbers 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 and we've realized no, you really don't. It's about the connections that you're making, and it's and, and the numbers come. That comes later, but it's really about the connections and the relationships, and and what is fulfilling you, and then doing more of that, and then you know, the the financial comes
0: naturally. So, how did you learn that? Because I think that that's a powerful thing that so much, so often people do get caught up in the numbers, and yeah. and when you can shift that that mindset and understand that you're going after the value of what it is that you're trying to create, then that's when it kind of all comes together. So how did you figure that out Uh,
2: through trial and it was called bankruptcy? (laughs) That's how we figured that out. And, you know, we're removed enough past it going through it. Like you said, when you're in the middle of something, you don't see that. All you see is why me, what is going on? This is so horrible. So, um, You know, we got to the point that we were able to not do the manufacturing ourselves anymore, but we started having everything manufactured and shipped to us. And then we focused more on sales and marketing. And 2008, the fun little housing bubble situation hit and DJ and I were completely oblivious to how vulnerable we were. We thought we were fine because we were like, oh, we've got you know, plenty of money to get through, you know, a few months of business, even if we didn't have any income, like we were, what our accountant said, you guys have a lot of cash. You have like no assets <laughs> You know, because we didn't know we, we were, we were working the business so much, but we are not accountants. We are not professional finance people. And so we didn't understand that process very well. And so us going through, um, we were able to hold on for several more years after that, because we did have a little bit of a a cushion, but you can only hold on for so long. If you don't know what you don't know is messing you up, you know, behind the curtain basically. And we ended up filing bankruptcy. That was one of the hardest times of our entire life. You know, you go to a very um, you feel so alone and it was it was really difficult. And we ended up partnering with somebody who actually brings to the table incredible finance experience, incredible accounting experience, and incredible um IT experience that DJ and I just didn't have. And so again, it was one of those trials that you're like, I hated going through that, but hindsight, which is such a gift when you look back at like, all. Oh, because it made us sit back and and I actually had to look at myself and say, you don't, you love money, but you don't necessarily love accounting. You're not good at that. I don't enjoy it. I'm not good.
1: What's that? Really good. I think it brings up a really good point as being a business owner. You have to recognize what your talents are and what you're good yeah. at. And 100%. I, I have a business coach and he always says to me, if you're not good at something, you're going to be far more successful in hiring that out. Even whatever dollar amount it is, they're going to make up for it because you're going to add them to your team. And forming a team is really important. Knowing who needs to be in specific spaces in your, in your business, it's, it's essential for your success. Yes, 100%. Um,
2: the, the ability to, and in the beginning, usually um, for a startup company, and especially if you're a one-man show or a two-man show, it's good to wear every single hat. I actually recommend it uh, wear every single hat in that business, because that is kind of where if you have a partner or not, you figure out where you're good and where you're weak. It's it's good to try it all because starting a business, being an entrepreneur, you know, there's like this big secret you think that's out there that you're supposed to know every single little thing. And it's like, really, the secret is is getting really good at hiring people who are better at stuff than you are. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know that it took us many years to discover that. And after we went through that whole situation that was so uncomfortable, we had to look at ourselves and say, okay, what are we good at? And let's, let's zoom in on that and then let somebody else take over what they're so good at. and, it's been incredible. So when we ended up partnering in about, it was about 2014 actually when we partnered. And since then our business has well more than doubled because for that reason, I think it is exactly for that reason that you were bringing up Angie was because we started to understand, build a team, but you have to first get an income in order to start building your team. And then that's, that's part of why I say, you know, like, wear every single hat in the beginning. And once you find out what you're not good at, oh my gosh, that should be the very first thing that you hire out. When you know you are like, I'm not good at this, I don't enjoy that, or, or whatever reason it gives you anxiety, hire that thing out. But not until after you've tested it for a little while. Because that's one thing we've learned also is that things that I thought I didn't like that I wasn't good at. I actually am really good at it after I did it a few times, you know, from a very, maybe not so gentle prodding from my husband. But <laughs> Which so one of them is the cool. camera. And I think
0: that's what also makes it so you become more successful is when you can, you can step up and say, you know, come out and go, you know what, actually, I can't do that. And because it's hard because right. you, you jump in at first and you go, okay, here's all the things that we need to do. And I can do this. I can do that too. And actually I can do that. And I can do that. Yes, you could do it, but you're not good at it. And and it just, all of a sudden you're carrying so many balls up in the air hats trying to wear. Yeah. You end up failing because you're trying to get it all, do it all because you haven't learned the most valuable lesson and that is to delegate. And it can actually, in the end, it might be a little bit painful to give that money out, but yet it'll allow you to make more money in the end because it's right. Correctly.
1: And I think that, that
0: you
2: hit the nail on the head there, Carrie, with that. Is in the beginning, yeah, you do feel like you're giving, like, whoa, I'm giving up a piece of the pie that I've worked for. Yeah. But that is not the case. You're just like, whoa, we're going to share this with everybody. This is amazing. Let's all have some pie. Like, yeah. that's kind of what it turns into. And I have to give a huge shout out to my team right now, to mine and DJ's team. We have been working on just that since, you know, 2016 and, and several of them are still with us um, and building our team together. One thing that I cannot praise enough for, I'm like, I don't even think I can pay them enough money to show them how much I appreciate everything that they do is everybody in our office respects each other. And it always seems to be that I notice the the way that our office, um, the team tends to work together is that one person will, hey, I need help with this. And then everybody jumps in.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: How can I help you? How can I do this? And it is the most beautiful. And I got to tell you, it is, um, we have Oh gosh, no, this last year, I was going to say it's, it was, the office team is almost all female, but I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. We have like six men now on the team, <laughs> which I adore and love. It's wonderful. Um, but there is something about um, having a group of women. And I, I'm sure you guys would understand what I'm talking about. Uh, for years, people would be like, oh, wow, DJ, you work with all women, <laughs> Good luck with that one, uh-huh. you know. Um, but it's been amazing that when there is respect and love within the group, what a group of women can accomplish! It they blow my mind completely away. Watching the love and respect that these women have for one another It's its the most inspirational thing ever. And we could not even be close to where we are without without our amazing men and women. <laughs> oh,
1: it's so shaking because it's just—they're so amazing. <laughs> That says so much about you because you are the one who has fostered that relationship. And I think that's a, such another such a great point in a business of just showing like what you said, love, respect, jumping in, being being all in with those people and having them recognize that you're willing to be vulnerable and you're willing to sacrifice yeah. them as well because they are going able to build something. He'll build your group, right? So you've got these people that you have to just nurture and take care of, and I love that. I I really respect you for that because I understand that, and that speaks to me in how important. Thank you, you
2: listen. You know, we've learned some hard lessons through that too. You know, it, it's uh-huh. through losing people or you know having somebody quit or leave or something, and you realize you know, there's some things that we need to do differently here. There's some things that we can improve on. And that has been, I think one of our single most biggest things was creating, working on creating more of a, of a family like culture. Yeah, um, but, yeah. but even <laughs> this sounds so crazy, but even better than family, cause it's almost like the work family you chose, you choose for yourself. Yeah. And, there's a professionalism to it where your family can just be like, screw you, my <laughs> no one no one in your real your you know,
0: your real family, they can behave <laughs> a little bit yeah, I, I mean, too. Your yeah. work family and Back <laughs> to hiring people out, you know, it goes to the same thing of of realizing when you get into that situation of working with other people, the reason that you guys have that that camaraderie there is such a reflection of you guys too. And I think when you can step back and you can say, Oh, this is not going well. We need to fix this. And and I think that, like, I love this, this, this camaraderie that you can build with other other people as you work. And if you allow yourself to go into that space, it allows you to become so much better in your profession or whatever it is that you do when you allow yourself to have room for improvement and to have people look at it and go, hey, you know what? Like we're falling short here, or you could do this a little bit better, or take other people's ideas. Because when you try to do it on your own. So often it's, it's hard to excel at it. And I think like it's hard with us, you know, we have our our platform of our interior design coaching program. My favorite thing in the whole world about it is we have this private group where these ladies get to come together and share their ideas and they get to look at each other and go, okay, wait, you could actually fix this, or you could do that. And they do it with this place of love and compassion and support. And when you create that work environment, like you guys are doing it, I mean, just hearing your emotion and you talking about these people that you work with is that is such a huge compliment to you guys. It's a beautiful thing. It it, it
2: is so beautiful that some days I just, I I seriously turn around and like pinch myself. I'm like, how, you know, that's one of those things when you know that you just trust the journey. I, I know the end but the the whole point, or I don't know the end, I'm sorry. I, I kind of like, I have a vision of what you expect, you know, at the end of your life, like where you're hoping you've been and what you've done and that sort of thing. It's a generalization, but realizing that really all the joy is from these little moments along the way that we're having with each other, with other people. And, you know, that whole, I love that quote of empowered women empower women, but I feel like it's really with everybody. Empowered people empower people. Yeah, You know, it can, it can go across the board that way. And, that, you know, I, I hope with everything that's going on that that's sort of one of the shifts that we see is a lot more empowerment of of people and respect of one another and, and appreciating what each other can bring to the table. And, you know, I've got so much learning to do with that, but I'm just super grateful for the, the ones who are so much smarter than I am on our team mm-hmm. that know how to fix the internet and know how to, you know, do the sales and do all of the different things that they do on a daily basis. It just, it blows my mind. And, and one thing that I had heard that I just love at uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, are you familiar with him? Yeah. Gary V. <laughs> okay. He is one of my heroes, like absolutely <laughs> like, the mouth of a sailor but he gets a full on hell pass from me. He is one of my heroes. But one of the things that he says that I love so much is, and it it has really hit me, especially throughout this pandemic, is that your people don't work for you. You work for them. It's their choice to be there or not. It's their choice. So your job is to make them want to be there. Mm -hmm. And that was so powerful to me. I thought, wow. I don't ever want anyone in my circle that doesn't want to be there. And it's my responsibility to create that energy that people want to be in.
0: Yeah. If that, you well, know, so. I think, that, I think that is so key, what you said. I mean, from, from everything, it's so powerful to know that you can't do it on your own. And you discover what your skill is when you're first starting and you're trying to d- decide what all the hats are that need to be worn. Find which one is yours and then right. delegate out the other ones. And that is what will make you successful. I love that. So I have a question, have a question for you. As you've moved through this journey, mm-hmm. um, I love how you've shared the ups and downs of it. How you started out doing one thing, you ended up doing another thing. What advice would you give to people who are starting today, trying to discover what it is that they want to do, to get to where you're at now where someone might look at where you're at now and go, oh, how in the heck do I get to that? Like she got there so easy. she got it all together. It's not easy. <laughs> what advice would you give them to get from where they're at to where you're at now?
2: It would probably be, oh my goodness, you're going to have to give me a second because I want to put some thought into that question. Um, that's a big one because somebody who's making
1: that transition Um, know that it's what you want.
2: If you, in your heart, it feels right to you in your heart, and that is what you want, let that be your guiding to just go. Just go for it. There is a reason the universe, this is, you know, just my little belief system, there's a reason the universe is put that idea in you. And so if you know that that's what you want, the universe is giving you the opportunity to take it.
0: I love that because if you take that even further, if the universe gave you that idea,
2: look it opens many, up more.
0: Yeah. And look how many people's lives you're blessing because of that idea that you have that now you're able to employ, that now you're able to give that value of whatever that thing is that you created, that you're able to give that to people as well.
2: Yeah. And it's so tough because it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've gotten the benefit tenfold from them <laughs> yeah. giving so much to us, you know. It, it's it's been a it's been this interesting kind of 180 uh situation ever since we went through that really difficult time.
0: Mm.
2: But when it becomes
0: because, less less about the money and more about the thing that you value, like you yeah. said, then yeah. the money comes naturally, right? It becomes,
2: Right. It's, it's actually become more successful because, um, our focus started be- to become the people, not so much the product. Our focus started to become the process, not the profit. I and those things came, started to come just naturally because there was such a cohesiveness with our group. So hats off to
1: I am so amazing good. human I being. <laughs> amazing business. so so
2: exciting. Oh, we love it. You know, oh, and-, and love- And let me just also say that, like, for those of you, um, possibly listening who maybe are already self-employed or, or in their own business have been doing their own thing and how crazy this has been, you know, since this whole thing started and, um, we're not breezing through this. I just want to make sure that, you know, (laughs) there's like this many sleepless nights and a ton of tears we're in the middle of a difficult thing and you know we don't 89 percent of the retailers that we sell to had to close their doors for a time they're not all back open yet and it's interesting um we kind of saw sort of the writing on the wall just because we are an importer. So we work so many months in advance. So we kind of saw what was happening when they started to shut things down. And there's going to possibly be a point that it gets a lot worse, you know, before it gets better. But we just have to remember that one thing that's what's keeping me going is it's, it's about love. And at the end of the day, if it's what I know I want, just don't stop yeah. and it will come. It will come. We're going to have the hard times, but it will come as long as we don't stop. And our intent is where, you know, in the
0: right place. Yeah. And that intention comes also with just continuing to reevaluate. And I think that's one of the misconceptions with people a lot is once you have come up with your business, you have to continue to readjust as you go through economic things, as you go through changing trends, as you go through all of that, you have to continue. Once you figured out the magic sauce, you have to keep perfecting it. It
2: never, yes. yes, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely, you know, you just you, and you know, the other thing um, with that little piece of advice, if I could add one more, yeah, and put it in all caps forgive yourself, mm-hmm. forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. It is okay, it's not all going to fall apart if you don't get that thing done that day. It's okay. Give yourself space to grow. Give yourself space to process. I didn't know that until just recently, by the way, (laughs) and it's making a big difference in my life (laughs) because I used to just go, 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 go. Yeah. I love that. Like,
0: You're continuing to still learn, right? Right. Oh, all the, every
2: single day. I, f- I feel like the more I learn, the more I know. I have no clue. <laughs> oh,
0: well, this has been so amazing being able to skit and chat. Thank with you. you. I appreciate you guys having me on. Oh my gosh. We just, we can't wait to continue to follow you and, and see all the amazing things that you're going to continue to do. And if people want to find you, where do they go find you at? Where are you guys at?
2: So um, where you would find me is on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is Devaney, D-E-V-A-N-I-E dot at A-T dot home. So Devaney at home, there's just little dots in between Instagram. And then I just barely launched my new blog about a couple weeks ago. And so um, it's just Devaney at home.com. And from there, there's links and all that kind of good stuff from there.
0: Oh, perfect. Well, thank you so much for visiting with us today, Debbie. This has been just thank you. such a pleasure to be able to know you even more. And I appreciate it. And we can't wait to see where you go from here. Well, thank
2: you. And I can't wait to see where you guys go to and, and giant kisses for letting me be on my very first podcast. We oh, are so <laughs> excited. This
0: is what it's all about, right? That's right.
2: That's right. And it's so fun to kind of meet you and, you know, Technology is amazing. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, thank
0: right. you so much for being with us today.
2: Thank you, Carrie and Angie. I hope you guys have a fabulous rest of your week.
0: Thank you. Mwah. See ya. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to learn how we got started and how to start your own interior design business without any formal education from the comfort of your own home,
1: go to SweetValleyApp.com and we will teach you in three steps how to start your own interior design business.
0: Thanks for hanging out with us today. Bye.